let me talk at ya. Welcome one and all to Not Just A Geek, the show about the how, what, and why of the stories we love. I'm your host, Not Just A Guy, The Guy, Garrett Briones, and boy howdy, here we are, another another edition of Not Just A Geek, the new show here on NJAG, alternating with our main show, our flagship show, Not Just A Guy. Uh, still figuring out what this show is, what this show, how where the show slots in. Right now, I have it as two Not Just A Guys a month, two Not Just A Geeks a month. But, you know, Not Just A Guy being the flagship show, I always want that to be the main priority, the main focus. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe it's three Not Just A Guys a month, and then Not Just A Geek, and Not Just A Geek, you know, slotted in in a week when I'm I'm preparing a Not Just A Guy. I'm trying to get um, a good amount of guests lined up so that then I can just boom, 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 get things going, get things recorded. Um, and I'm thinking about some slight tweaks and format changes. Um, you know, we possibly have some new music in the uh, in the works. I love the music I have now, but um, I I want I as the show is changing and evolving, I want music that kind of um, aligns with that that new uh, direction, things like that. So I have possibly some some music uh, being cooked up. Um, we will. We'll see that, um, you know, intros, outros, working on it. I'm trying to make the show more dynamic in, in that regard, really try and sell the show to people immediately so that they want to keep listening or, um, or keep watching because video, um, uh, episodes are going to, I feel like I said reviews on accident. Uh, maybe I didn't, I maybe I'm just insane. I don't know. I am insane, but, um, yeah, we're going to have a uh, video returning, um, new, new way of filming it, um, more dynamic, like I said, dynamic intros, uh, trying to do, uh, more in-person, uh, episodes, uh, I already know one of them that will be in, in person that, but that's later in the year, um, I'm really excited, I think we got some really good things cooking up here on, um, NJAG, uh, and one of those things I do enjoy doing is not just a geek, um, this show lets me, let me put my struggle in the same way that the the stories I talk about let me um, just, you know, tap out of the struggles I'm going through. Uh, not just a geek. Let's me talk about uh, the stories that people have struggled to bring to the screen, uh, to the printed page, to the, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, those are the two things I watch uh, or like or interact with, you know, reading and watching stuff uh, or, you know, in games as well. But that counts as screen. I'm rambling, but I like to ramble. Um so we're going to keep doing it. it it's just a, it's a fun way to if not just a guy uh, is going through the struggles and talking about people in the trenches, you know, uh, trying to make it. Let's talk about the people that have made it, the people that have gotten their stories told uh, and the way that they influence us. And, and today is a very interesting one because it's it's a long and winding path uh, to how we got here, and especially with my myself and what I'm into and what I'm a fan of um so without further ado you know you look at the title we're talking about Final Fantasy 7 remake uh this episode's coming out the week of the release of Final Fantasy Rebirth Part 2 in this remake trilogy which is taking the original game uh Final Fantasy 7 and uh redoing it bringing it to modern consoles um modern graphics new play style and retelling the story in a longer format and um, making a trilogy rather than just a singular game. Now, on this show, we talk about the how, what, and why. So, in that regard, we talk about how we got here, what's it about, 
why do we care or why did it impact us? Why is it stuck with us? And so for Final Fantasy, the how, I almost wonder if that, this might be the longest uh, whining thing. I haven't always been a Final Fantasy fan. And then not even like a, um, not even from like, a, oh, that doesn't interest me. It was almost kind of daunting um, when I first started to learn about it. Um, but I came into it with a really interesting way where I was a huge fan of the characters from Final Fantasy VII and some from Final Fantasy VIII before I had ever even played a Final Fantasy game. Uh, and that would be because I am a ginormous, big-time fan of Kingdom Hearts. If you don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, it's a game series by Square Enix. Um, utilizes original characters, characters from Final Fantasy, as well as Disney and Pixar characters. It's awesome. You play as a boy named Sora with a big keyblade, uh, which is a blade that resembles a key. And opens things like a key, but also can be used as a blunt instrument to beat the crap out of uh, things called heartless or beings called nobodies or beings, uh, beings called unversed. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, my in was my friend Andrew, one of my best friends. Uh, he played the series. He's a huge fan. I was so into it. And uh, because of my the Disney, like that was sort of my in was was like, oh, I love, you know, I love Disney movies. I was you know raised on them. And so I played it, fell in love. To this day, my my favorite video game of all time is Kingdom Hearts 2. I, I absolutely adore that game. I've played it, uh, you know, a couple times. I I I've, I had a save where I could just keep playing the ending multiple times. Like I that that's just my thing. I, I love Kingdom Hearts and both Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 and some of the spinoffs as well. But mostly those two heavily features characters from Final Fantasy 7. They feature the main protagonist Cloud Strife. They feature the main antagonist Sephiroth. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, or, you know, then there's the character Aerith or Eris, Yuffie, uh, uh, Tifa. Uh, that was my introduction to, to Tifa. And, you know, you even have, like, you know, not Final Fantasy 7, but they have Leon, who is the character Squall Leonhart, the main protagonist of Final Fantasy 8. And so that game sort of opened, like, both of those games uh, opened up a, a whole new world to me. Uh, hopefully I don't get copyrighted. I only did it for, like, two seconds. Uh, to Like, oh, these guys have, like, their own lore and their own series that they come from. That's so cool. Like, Cloud and, and Sephiroth have carried a rivalry from a completely, like, separate game series. And have brought it here. And it, for me, for, like being a fan of comics my whole life it made sense to me it's almost like a different continuity a different reality a different universe because not to get any spoilers or anything but like some of the uh people you know it's like this is obviously a uh, a diversion from from the timeline of those games and i thought that was so cool so i was so endeared to these characters already i had such a connection to them that I like I I love Cloud. I have a Cloud figure that I got when I was a kid. I got it off of like I ordered it from like the Square Enix store or something like that. And I just I loved in, in my even my sister like we would uh, we would sometimes have like figures. I would get a figure from like one thing. She would get a figure from the same thing, but like a different character. She had a, an Aerith figure uh, that's still somewhere in like storage at my at my parents uh, or like at their, their storage place. I actually, I've been meaning to find those two. They're, they're buried somewhere. I got to find them. And uh, it was just such a cool way to meet these characters and, and love them from one specific thing. And then, you know, I, I had always known that there were other Final Fantasy games. I eventually learned that each entry is, you know, its own story, its own separate world. I never truly, like, I never thought, like, oh, maybe I'll sit down and, and finally try one of those. You know, I, I it didn't really, it didn't really pop into my head. And then... 2020 comes around. It's early 2020. 
obviously the pandemic was getting ready to start i had been reminded that yeah there's a new there's a final fantasy game coming out final fantasy 7 remake and uh, they're remaking like the first chunk of the game it's going to be almost like its own separate thing it's going to be really cool and i was seeing that it was getting great early feedback like i saw the anticipation for people like looking forward to it it's how I got introduced to um, the YouTuber uh, Maximilian Dude, who plays video games. He has such a such an amazing knowledge of Final Fantasy. You know, one of my friends, he was a fan of his, and he like recommended him. And his um, his passion and his knowledge of Final Fantasy is what uh, endeared me to him and made me a fan of his. Uh, I was like, you know, I had a lot of free time, and I was like, well, why don't I get this game? And and you know, I already love the characters. Why not play them in in their story? Like, I finally get to experience it. And so that was, that was it. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and we're off to the races. So now we get into the what. What is this about? Obviously, it's very dense. There's a lot of things, a lot of lore. Um, I'm going to do my best. Like I said, it has been four years since I played. So I might be a little, I mean, I remember most of it. I'm not going to, but I'm not even going to go like crazy into spoilers or anything like that. But um, it is about a, 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 a dashing boy, <laughs> a dashing man. Uh, you know, uh, Cloud Strife, who has the a big old Buster Sword that he uses to fight Shinra. He is a he is an ex soldier, um, part of the uh, the program soldier, all capital letters. He is he's moved on from that, and he's starting to help a group called Avalanche that are trying to take down Shinra and their corruptness. Uh, he rec- you know he has a history with one of the people Tifa. He's forming this sort of friendship with uh, the main guy Barrett. Uh, and he eventually comes across Aerith, who he feels like he's known in a previous way, but um, he doesn't necessarily uh, understand why, but he just feels so comfortable with her, and, and he feels like, yeah, that they're, almost like they've done this before, and he is he is haunted, and he is quite frequently visited by Sephiroth, this long, white-haired, almost, you know, you can almost call him like a demigod, he's so powerful, he, he's tormented by him, and the, the, he, this man seems to know so much about him, and his inner demons and his past and so it's about their journey to take down Shinra but at the same time this uh puts them on this collision course with Sephiroth and it is just it has that Square Enix charm and where you know like your friends are your power and it, it's and it's worked on by uh Tetsuya Nomura for who worked on um Kingdom Hearts and, and many other things but I know him from Kingdom Hearts and it has that similar quality quality I can't even talk I'm so excited um it has that similar quality of your you know friendship being this this thing that gets you through everything that relying on others um is where you get your strength from like not relying on them in the sense of letting them do everything but working together is what is going to take down the corporations that are holding you down it's going to take down your oppressors i i love it you know i enjoy the combat uh which is it's different than the original which is turn-based it includes elements of that. It includes elements. There's a little bit of the Kingdom Hearts flavor in there. Obviously, it's a little different. Kingdom Hearts, you know, you're bouncing around everywhere, and that and that works for that that series. But King, but Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy do have their differences. You get to be in like these hub areas. It's like it's not like fully open world, but you get these little areas where there's shops and there's people you can talk to and side activities and you know mini games. And it's it just feels like such a, a lived-in world and. I think in Max, I believe um, in one of his many discussions of the game, I think he made the comparison that like this game feels so much like like this iteration of Final Fantasy VII feels so much like uh, A New Hope, Star Wars Episode Four, uh, originally known as Star Wars. It has that same quality where you are 
you are on the hero's journey through this world that is so lived in through all these areas that have their own history and have people that feel like three-dimensional uh, beings and you're you're assembling this crew that it, that you're getting more and more endeared to and you want to see make it and you want to see find their individual goals like you know you have this you know cloud and tifa knowing each other and having this past and trying to reconcile who they are now with who they used to be and what are what are they now to each other you have cloud meeting Aerith. uh Aerith. i keep now i'm gonna keep switching between her two names Aerith. you have him meeting her and just being sort of pulled towards her because he feels that there is there's a sense of history there with her and he's just captivated by her her heart and her honesty and her her, her determination to help others and be so selfless and you have him and barrett almost being these two different men that have been fighting two different kinds of wars and and seeing different kinds of battles that have have changed them but also that they're fighting for things that are much that they're they're both fighting for the preservation of life and and for freedom and the ability to choose your own um choose what you want out of life but you know cloud is doing it because he feels this sense of like righteousness and this sense of you know he, he's been part of soldier and he's seen things through there and he wants to make sure that doesn't happen to other people barrett is fighting for a very personal reason he's trying to make sure his you know his daughter doesn't have to grow up in a world that is just so just so awful and and in a way you know shinra is sort of like the empire where they seemingly have limitless re resources they have soldiers at their command they have all the they have all the tools that they need to stay in power and so we have Avalanche, who are kind of like the rebels. They're fighting from underneath. They are picking and choosing their battles. And, you know, what might seem like a small defeat to, to Shinra is actually a big win for them because it is this, you know, they are taking on this unbeatable monster. They are taking on uh, it's just the very idea of power. And they are they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And it, it feel it has that feeling, you know. In a lot of ways, Cloud feels like Luke. Obviously, Cloud comes into it; he already is a you know a soldier, but he he feels like he's finding his place in a bigger world. You know, he's understanding what his place is, and that that it, that he can't wait around for somebody else to be the hero. He has to be the hero. That that's only it's the only thing that's going to get anything done. And you know, you assemble this crew, and it is all leading to Sephiroth. Sephiroth is one of the greatest villains of all time and uh especially in video games and also kind of realize that uh i talk about what it's about and i think we already kind of have veered into the why like why do we why do we feel a pull to it why do we um why do we connect with it and it's like i've talked about it's because it is we we're seeing characters that are going through what we go through in everyday life which is just like everything just crashing down around us and for them it's there's things in the game that literally crash down around them that up in their entire society and way of living and for us, it is just, there's just so much crap going on in the world. There are so many horrifying things happening on a daily basis. And we are just being, prices of things are rising. And the cost of living, it just perpetually goes up. And, and we're just expected to suffer and, you know, make do and not be comfortable while other people live comfortably. And that's why we connect with it. It's because these, these characters... And it's the same with Star Wars. It's why we connected with Star Wars, and it's why this series, um, this new remake trilogy, feels so much like Star Wars in a sense, and that, that original trilogy, and, and any story of the hero's journey. It's going on this path to, 
define your place in the world and make a change because no one else is going to make it for you. And to get back to Sephiroth, you know, he is just, he is this, he's a product of this, this world uh, that is so obsessed with power and so obsessed with being on top and wanting things your way that he is, he is power. He is, he has that, he has the power to do whatever he wants. And, you know, like, people you you know have ptsd from facing him in the original games or if you're me you have ptsd from facing the guy in kingdom hearts you know those boss battles man when i finally beat him in kingdom hearts 2 i felt like i felt a weight lifted off my shoulders i was like 11 or 12 was like the first time i ever dealt or i mean maybe it wasn't 11 or 12 i had to check maybe 8 9 10 somewhere around there i was playing kingdom hearts for many years so i don't know It, it could have been any age i don't know I remember, yeah, when I finally beat him, it was like I could just set the controller down and, like, go back into the outside world feeling like like I accomplished something, you know, have a weight off my shoulders like I did something, like, acknowledge what I did. I just defeated Sephiroth, you know? I was dreading the entire game. I was like, I'm pretty sure we're going to be fighting Sephiroth at the end of the game. I think we're going to fight him at the end of the game. I'm like, I, I... I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know, I don't know if I'm ready to to go through that. But now it's Cloud. And then, boy, howdy, would you know it? We fight him at the end of the game. That one-winged angel kicks off that, you know, his theme, a a remake of his theme. And, oh, boy, howdy, I was stressed out of my gosh dang mind. And and I did beat him. I I did do it on the first try, I believe. I don't think I – I think I did it on the first try, but – it was it got nitty gritty for a few seconds there. I was I was like I'm gonna have to do all this again. Like I was so like bouncing between characters to heal another character. Oh man, I need to make this character attack him so I can check. Oh crap, I gotta dodge real quick so I can stop and then give this person a potion and then like. But it was just it was one of the most nerve wracking moments of my entire life because see when you find him in Kingdom Hearts. You just got to worry about yourself. You just got Sora to worry about. Because uh, Donald and Goofy just F off. And they don't, they aren't part of that fight. But, in, you know, in this one, it's like, oh, man, I got to make sure. I got, I'm pretty sure it was, it kind of like depending on how things go, it kind of, you get who you fight with. I believe it was, I think I had Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith. It, it was the three of them. Um, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I got to, I got to revive Tifa. And then I got to make sure Aerith, uh, make sure she's healing me. And then, like, then Cloud, I can get the shot in. And then, okay, Tifa's finally back up. Now, maybe, okay, no, now Aerith is down. Like, it was like, I was stressed out. and But it was, it was fun. It was fun to be stressed out at that. And so, you have that. And I, I think the, 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 the thing, the why I care the most is it, just gives you and, and it goes to the medium of video games and we'll talk about that in a second but it's you just get so much time with the characters you know you you can bypass a lot of things but like the side activities and stuff like that but just getting that time to you know meet people in the town and through those interactions with them it opens up interactions with your your crew you know i i found myself really you know, uh, I like I I want Cloud and Tifa to be happy. You know, I want I I think I, I you know there's a scene that the two of them have outside of a house where they're just really honest with each other and they they hug and it's a really nice moment. And then until Cloud, uh, you know, accidentally for a second, you know, he gets lost in the hug, hugs a little too tight. But it, it's such a a nice moment where these two characters are finally honest with each other. You know, when Barrett's opening up and and talking about what this means to him, when Aerith is talking about someone she used to know and, and telling cloud her like every you know how she sees things and 
And then even the funny moments when, he, like, when Cloud acknowledges that he looks really nice in a dress, <laughs> like you know, it, it, he says it so matter-of-factly and quickly uh, when Tifa discovers him. Uh, in that moment, is is done so tastefully. It's just like they're so. That's the benefit of the medium of video games is, you know, some games are shorter, some games are longer, some games have that ability where it's like the game can be shorter if you just marathon through it, or it can be longer if you take time and you explore the world and you spend time with the characters, and this game is kind of like the latter. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of both. You can just marathon through it if you want, but you miss out on so many interactions and so many amazing, uh, endearing uh, interactions. And and that, for me, was what, what just was the icing on the cake, was just getting to spend time with them. Because, yeah, video games afford you that. There There is so much extra stuff you can do in a lot of games that, that add to the experience. It's kind of like, you know, the, the benefit of television is that you get to spend more time with characters. You know, they're in your house. You're inviting them into your home every week. A game, you know, you can play that thing for a while, you're inviting them into your home every single night. Like if, if you play for a month straight, that's a month where you're getting to hang out with your friend for like an hour, two hours, three hours, six hours, seven, eight, ten. Like you get all this time with these characters that they feel real. They feel you, you have and you're fighting alongside them. There's that as well as the the character that you're in your main playable character, in this case, Cloud, being your vessel, being your uh your entryway, being your your stand-in essentially. And you're getting to go through this with him and you you get endeared to him because you're the player you're who's making these decisions and these in battle and you know choosing what cloud does like where where you go and what missions you do it, it's just so much fun and i i just that that's the power of that's the power of video games this episode's quietly turning into a musical and that that's why i care that's why we care and um i'm excited to see where this goes you know i know some things of where the story goes but also there is a and it's not too much of a spoiler to say or anything like that if you haven't played, but it feels very Star Trek 2009. If you know what I mean, you might know what I mean, where this is a new interpretation of of the story you think you know, but there's also some remnants of the past. It feels as if there is a connection, that there's something going on where things are not as they seem to be, and certain characters seem to know more than they're letting on. And I'm trying to be vague because I, you know, we're still learning the the answers as we go. But like that, things change, and that maybe maybe this isn't a remake. Maybe because it, it, the game is called Final Fantasy VII Remake, but that's not necessarily maybe delineating that it is um, or describing that it is a straight up remake. That is the subtitle that someone maybe is trying to remake Final Fantasy VII is trying to redo the events that made the original game because they want to see a different outcome. Um, that's what it seems to be. It, it feels that way if you're playing, and it feels that way if you're following the story and playing the, the Yuffie DLC and, and seeing additional stuff. It feels like there is maybe, yeah, Star Trek 2009 is one way, and then also, you know, just the general idea of the butterfly effect. You know, you make one change, and a lot of things happen differently, especially... If you know the Final Fantasy canon and think so far, it, it has just been Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, or Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, which is a, a DLC that was released after. It was released when the game was switching over, like when you could upgrade it to the PS5. Um, and it was a, a story DLC replay as the character Yuffie, who I also met through Kingdom Hearts, and I liked the character, and it was fun getting to play as her in the Final Fantasy setting. 
that continued the story, introduced her so that she's kind of teed up for when she shows up in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then there's also um, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which is a that was a game that came out in the past. It was for the P- the PSP, the PlayStation Portable, and it was a, a prequel that, that uh, told the story of the character Zack Fair, who is from uh, Cloud's past. He was a character that really wanted to be a hero. I was familiar with Zack, I believe. I think my Zack connection is another Kingdom Hearts one, because uh, he does feature. Yeah, Zack does feature. I'm second-guessing myself. But um, that was, again, my introduction to Zack. And um, he has a, a very integral role in that, that I knew. And, and I it's funny, because Crisis Core was also one of my first things where this is a post-Kingdom Hearts 2 world. I have a PSP. And I remember seeing trailers for for Crisis Core, and I remember seeing Zach on the cover, and he, I was like, oh, that he's kind of dressed like how Cloud is dressed in Kingdom Hearts too. Like, I was like, is this like a Kingdom Hearts uh, like spinoff? Like, where did they give Cloud and like characters that look like him like a spinoff or something? And I could never find a PSP copy of it because I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know it was called Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. And so a couple of years ago, they did a. Um, a remaster of that re-released it and gave it uh, that new subtitle reunion and it ties in to i mean it's a remake it's a remaster of the original but also it ties into what's going on in the ongoing story i i'm still working my way through it i missed it when it came out and then last year i've talked about you know finances were up and down up and down so um, I had to kind of pick and choose what games I could get, and a lot of games came out last year. So I, you know, there's still a bunch of games from last year that I missed, and so I, but I finally got a chance to get my own copy of of Crisis Core. I'm working on it right now. It's probably gonna take me a little bit, you know, balancing two jobs and and other interests and and my own writing. It's it's gonna take me a little bit of time to finish Reunion. So I'm gonna try my best to set aside Rebirth. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick it up on Thursday, but uh, I'm probably gonna keep it to the side for a little bit because I would like to finish Reunion. It's gonna be very hard. I'm going to mute every single every single thing. I'm gonna have to mute Cloud. I'm gonna have to mute Sephiroth, Aerith, Tifa, Barrett, Yuffie. Red 13, uh, Buster Sword, uh, Chocobo, uh, Moogle, uh, I'm gonna have to, what else, uh, Shinra, Soldier, all capitals, um, I'm gonna have to, just, uh, Sid, um, uh, there's just gonna be, I'm gonna have to mute one, the word, the letter, I'm gonna have to mute the word one, the wing, I'm gonna have to mute the word winged, I'm going to have to mute the word angel, and then I'm going to have to mute the phrase one-winged angel, because I don't want, uh, I, you know, how, you want to know how many spoilers I want? A seed. I want none. I want none. I don't want to know about, I don't want to know plot stuff. I don't want to know, like, if you do this, you get this scene with this character. I don't want to know you can get this. Co- I don't want none of it, because I'm so excited. It's probably my, thinking about what what's coming out this year, it's probably, I would say Rebirth is my most anticipated game of the year, and it's crazy that it's coming out, you know, right here at the end of February. It is my most anticipated game of the year, unless something, like, crazy just, like, dr- like they announced, like, oh, by the way, Kingdom Hearts uh, is dropping in three months, like, you know, something crazy like that. Please give me Kingdom Hearts 4 updates, news, please. I I, I just, I, I just want to know. You know, I mean, I, I'll be a, pa- I'm a patient man. I can, I can wait till you're done with the Rebirth trilogy, uh, remake trilogy. But like, I, I'd like to know. Uh, I, I, I would, I would like to know. Just tell me what's going on, Kingdom Hearts Four, okay? Okay. It's been, it's been like two years since we got any updates, since we got the trailer. Where's Sora? Where is he? I, I want to know. Just, just tell me where he is, okay? Is like, is that so hard? I just want to know, okay? I just, I just want to know. I want to know he's okay. 
just lying on someone's couch. I want to know if he's okay. Yeah. What's what's up with Yozora? Like, what is all that? Like, what is what you know? Like, what are we? Is this is this a Final Fantasy thirteen or Final Fantasy twelve or four? What I I I just I want to know. I just want to know. Or versus, just tell me. Just just tell me. I just want to know. I just want to know. I just want to know. Okay, that got off on a tangent. I just want to know. All I'm saying is, I just want to know. Okay, back to Final Fantasy. So yes, I'm very much anticipating Final Fantasy uh, Seven uh, Rebirth, <laughs> and you know, very uh, kind of a crazy turnaround. You know, four years like uh, around because the last one came out like March 2020 around there, maybe April or even maybe May. Time didn't work right in 2020. Like time, like still just it's broke. Ever since the year 2020, time has been broken. Like you can ask scientists, like that's a proven thing. Like I'm total, I'm being totally 100% sure. Uh, don't ask me my sources. Uh, my sources is that I made it up, but yeah, four years. That's a very, you know, for video game development, that's a very big turnaround or like a very quick, you know, with how, with how AAA development is now, that's, it's pretty admirable. Hopefully the, you know, hopefully everybody, you know, wasn't crunched or rushed. Uh, I hope. And yeah, I'm so excited for it. I, I don't, no, like I know I've heard people that have played the original, like they've talked about like, oh, well, I think this is what segment or section is going to be in the game. Got to be honest, don't know a- anything of what it means. Mostly I know there's like a, a carnival place or something like that amusement park. I know there's a beach. Uh, that's probably all I know. And I can't wait. And also just shout out to the, the voice cast. They are all just so good. They do such an amazing job of bringing these characters to life. I, I, I just love them. I love these interpretations of these characters. They even got freaking, they got Superman. They got Tyler Hecklin in there being Sephiroth, the second Superman voice actor to play uh, Sephiroth as well. It's kind of fun. Was it Newbern or Tim Daly? I, I had to double check uh, who was the other Superman. Um, But I, I am so excited and I, I want to see where the story is going. I want to see very interested. Like I said, there is there's seemingly another story going on underneath the surface that we've only seen flashes of in the la- in uh, in remake and in integrate. And I'm assuming reunion teasy teases something I don't know yet. Um, but I'm very interested to see how much time this secondary story gets because uh, also it does seem like there'll be like flashback storytelling. So I'm like wondering how we're going to balance that that whole thing you know what i mean like there's a lot of there's a lot of plates spinning but i have every i have faith that they are going to to get them all safely down without falling and shattering now usually i do this little segment up at the top uh kind of talk about what i'm reading watching uh what's getting me through the struggles what 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 is the art that is is helping my mind escape and uh, at the moment it's very comic heavy uh it's always it's very comic heavy um making my way uh watching things wise i have a lot of things to catch up on but uh this week is also the um release of one of my most anticipated movies of the year uh that is dune part two cannot freaking wait i finished reading uh dune last year i just uh, a couple was that a month or so ago maybe a couple months ago i read dune messiah i'm just fully i'm fully duned up bro i got the spice running in my veins I can't wait. Um, so excited. Looks like it's going to be a visual treat, a cinematic pleasure, acting of the highest caliber, beautiful images on that big, huge silver screen. Can't wait. 
Got my tickets for IMAX. My ticket. Like, I have two tickets. I'm going by myself. Okay. Um, I'm very excited. On the on the smaller screen, currently, uh, my, my fiance, she is uh, making her way through Daredevil for the first time, uh, having become a fan of the character through his uh, recent appearances in Spider-Man No Way Home, She-Hulk, and Echo. Uh, she wanted to watch that series. Uh, just absolutely love it. We are on what is probably my favorite season, which is season three. Absolutely love it. Love the um, inspiration it pulls from Frank Miller and David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again. Very excited uh, to watch her reactions to that season. That season, I just, I, I mean, the first season has a special place in my heart, special place in my life. Um, when it came out, how, how many, how, the ages I've revisited at, revisited it at. I think I've seen it all the way through like four or five times. I think that watching it with her was like the maybe fourth or fifth time I've gone through that whole season. Just so incredible. But but season three is, I, I that season really hit me. I've, I've gone through that season two times. It's my third time going through it. And that season just, ugh, it's just so good. It's one of those things where it sucks that, you know, its original run came at, it came to such a sudden conclusion because uh, all the Netflix shows did, um, Netflix Marvel shows. But man, what a happy accident for that to be your last season because it's so good. There's, oh, I cannot wait to live through her getting to experience those moments because like, I keep thinking in my head like, oh man, I can't wait till she gets to this scene. I can't wait till she gets to this episode. I can't wait till she meets this character. There's still a character she hasn't met yet. That's a huge part of the season. And he's one of my favorite parts of the season. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. So that's what I'm watching. Um, also, so TV is really hard for me. Like I, I fall behind so easily. So there's still a few things I'm trying to finish. Um, I've got a lot of rewatches that I'm trying to do as well. Making my way fully through X-Men the Animated Series for the first time. I was, I, I, when I was younger, I watched Spider-Man the Animated Series. That was just more around the time when I was, you know, when it came out. And then when I was, you know, watching reruns, that was more so my thing. Uh, not that I didn't watch X-Men, I would occasionally see some episodes, but I wanted to, some X-episodes, um, gosh, um, but I'm making my way through it, very much enjoying it, to get ready for, uh, you know, X-Men 90, uh, 93, 97, why did I say 93, I think that's actually when the show started, but, and X-Men 97, I'm really excited for that, uh, but reading, reading has been my main thing right now, book-wise, I am early, I don't know, like the first 100, 130 pages into, uh, Eye of Darkness, the most recent, uh, adult reader, um, uh, Star Wars High Republic book, really enjoying that one, so far, uh, it's been a good time. I enjoy the High Republic. Excited to see how they wrap up the full story that they've been telling for the last couple of years. Uh, but like I said, mostly it's been comics. Um, you know, Ultimate Universe talked about that in the first episode of not just A Geek. The most recent episode uh, issue of Ultimate Spider-Man came out. Looking forward to uh, Ultimate Black Panther. Uh, Ultimate X-Men starting up very soon. Very excited to see how that goes. Um, main, you know, Ultimate Universe, uh, I talked about how that's my favorite thing coming out of the big two, DC and Marvel. My other favorite thing that's coming out from publishers outside of, of Marvel and DC is the Energon universe, which is the connected universe of Void Rivals, Duke, Cobra Commander, and Transformers. Really, really digging that. Transformers has been, by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer, has been a, a treat. I love it. And man, Duke is getting real close. Like that one might, I'm loving Duke a lot. And it, it bums me out. It's only, you know, that and Cobra Commander are only five issues. Man, I'm really enjoying Duke. I hope that whatever continues after it, I hope that there's, that story continues. Cause man, I'm digging heck. I'm not, you know, I've always um, wanted to get more into GI Joe um, lore and shows and stuff like that. Um, just really haven't had a chance. You know, it's not really something I grew up on. Like I had some figures and 
I watched the movies and like a, a little bit of some of the shows, but uh, man, I'm really I'm love and I really Cobra Commander's awesome. I and I'm I'm getting close to I'm about to start reading Void Rivals. My shops didn't have any of the issues really, uh, so I waited for the trade paperback. I have that now. Um, very excited to check that out, and I'm also uh, gonna start reading Firepower by Robert Kirkman and Chris Somney. Um, really excited to start that. Um, I, I've had the prelude, but it was kind of lost in storage, but I happened to find it and I'm really excited to start reading it. And I have my eye on the first volume. That's like, I have the, the prelude and then there's a, a hardcover collection that has the prelude in the first 12 issues. Uh, I'm going to read the prelude because I'm so impatient. And I want to start reading it so bad. It actually just wrapped up recently. Uh, and I think that the, uh, the next volume of that hardcover comes out in July. So I'm going to read that and then just have to just wait all these months. Um, but I'm super excited to start that. But those are those are the stories that have been getting me through the struggles. Those are what I've been focused on and what had... Oh, and I've been playing... Like I, I mean, I mentioned Crisis Core um, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Um, very, very early stages in that game still. Um, just haven't had the time between jobs. Just only put in maybe like an hour and a half on one day. And then I had to work uh, three consecutive nights. So I just didn't get a chance to... Uh, to play it over the weekend, but I'm very much enjoying it so far. Zach is a fun character. Um, really like him. Uh, it's always nice to see Sephiroth, uh, even though he scares the crap out of me and I PTSD related to him, but I'm loving it and I'm loving uh, getting to go through it. Like I said, I'm going to try my best to play it. You take my time with it, but also play it kind of fast because Rebirth is coming out. Um, some of my Rebirth copies just going to be sitting there staring at me and I'm going to want to play it so bad. But that's what I'm, those are the stories that would get me through the struggles right now. I'm getting back into writing. I'm going to talk about that on the next edition of Not Just A Guy. I think I may have even mentioned it. I don't know. Time is, I forget everything. But I'm writing right now and I'm feeling real good about it. And that's actually, uh, you know, as we wrap up here, that's going to really do it for this edition of Not Just A Geek. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can follow us on the social medias at N-J-A-G-P-R-O-D, N-J-A-G-P-R-O-D. Uh, that is where you can get all the updates on the shows. That's where you're going to get news on my audio drama once it's fully out there. We're going to get, you know, short films I'm working on, different things like that. That's where you're going to find all the goodness. From there, you can probably find my personal accounts if you want to follow me on those as well. I would prefer you follow NJAG Prod. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, next week on Not Just A Guy, going to be talking about writing an audio drama, what drew me to the medium, how it's been, learning how to write one. That's what I'm going to be talking about on there. So please check that out. Uh, let your friends know. Review the show. Uh, it really helps. Uh, post about the show. Comment on the, the posts about the episodes. Just anything would help. R truly, it, it really does help. But that will do it for this edition of Not Just A Geek. I have been your host, Not Just A Guy, The Guy, Garrett Briones, and I will talk at you next time.